Baseball's great charm is that the action comes in spurts, which leaves plenty of time to spin yarns, look at the girls, and make wisecracks. Episode of Full Count Chaos. Appreciate you taking the time to tune in. Love hearing from you. Full Count Chaos at gmail.com. Hit me up on Twitter at Full Count Chaos, where all of Birdland we join together and support one another through every game, whether the good times, the bad times, the fun times, we're there supporting each other. And of course, we like to vent. Who doesn't love to vent during an Orioles game? Who doesn't like to tweet out unnecessary bullshit? <laughs> that after the game, you sit there and go, probably shouldn't have said that. But who doesn't love it? It's entertainment. Again, fullcountchaos at gmail.com. Uh, a couple emails came in. Going to get to those. Some people responding to some things I uh, talked about last week. And uh, the month of May, folks. Uh, just the Orioles. This was the month that they were going to be exposed. Everyone can eat shit. You know, so everybody out there is saying, oh boy, here it is. That we're really going to be able to tell what kind of team the Orioles are. You all can suck it. That's what she said. Because in the month of May, they're killing it. 14 and 9. Yeah, we've learned a lot about the Orioles this past week. They are the real deal. That's what I've learned. This month of May, even going into May, past couple weeks, they are the real deal. No more this will be a big test for the Orioles this weekend. Shut up. It's a long season. Shit's going to happen. They're going to lose 12 to 2. They might even lose 16 to 1. Look what happened to the Tampa Bay Rays the other game, or was it last week? Against the Blue Jays, they lost 20 to 1. Shit happens. Right now, the Orioles are 13, um, I'm sorry, 33 and 19. Four games back from the Rays as I'm recording. They're currently number one in the wild card. If the playoffs started today, which is a giant pet peeve of mine to say, I hate that. If the uh, playoffs started today, Orioles are 14 and 10 this month when apparently, like I said, this is going to be the month that they were exposed and everything was going to fall apart. They're pitching, whatever. This was the month that they were going to shit the bed because they did have a tough schedule. Look, I'd be lying if I didn't look at May and I'm like, oh shit. Oh shit. The PTSD is kicking in because <laughs> we have a lot of that in Birdland. PTSD, man, is real when it comes to an Orioles fan. Okay, a good amount of things to get to today I want to discuss with you all. Uh, oh, by the way, next week I will not be around. Going to be heading over to L.A. for the week, visiting some family. My brother-in-law, who's going to be over there, uh, he moved over here with my sister, of course. They're married, in case you forgot the definition of brother-in-law. Uh, they lived here for about a year and then uh, flew back. But before he left, he was starting to say things like down there, over there, water, Oh, yeah. wasn't long before the Baltimore accent soaked into his bone. So he's a big Orioles fan. So I'll be over there. We'll be rocking the black and orange on the West Coast. So, again, next week will not be a new episode. But, hey, you got over like 150 episodes in the catalog to choose from. If you're like, I need some full count chaos in my life. No new episode. Go ahead. Help yourself. Went to Annapolis Mall, by the way, earlier today. And everybody was rocking the gear. In Macy's, Spencer's, everything from uh, bed sheets to T-shirts to socks. I mean, it was 
everywhere. And I saw a t-shirt in Spencer's. Uh, it said, go O's or go fuck yourself. <laughs> so that was fun. Old Spencer's. Used to spend a lot of time in there as a teenager. It's when malls were cool. It's like, hey, I'm going to go find myself a girlfriend. Go to the mall. Dad, I need a ride. <laughs> Going to get myself a girl down there at the mall. All right, Grayson Rodriguez has been a topic people have been talking about the past 24 hours. There's a lot of people who's like, there's no way they're sending him down. But I think a lot of us, we just didn't want to admit it, knowing he was supposed to be our ace. I mean, the guy's supposed to be our number one pitcher. Nobody wants to say Grayson Rodriguez and AAA in the same sentence. You know, a lot of people on Twitter were taking it personally. And they found out he got dropped to AAA, just upset. Terribly. It's just like anything else in life that we don't want to admit. You know, Grayson Rodriguez, we didn't want to admit that, hey, guy's struggling. He's got to take some time down in AAA, figure it out. No, 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 no. We didn't want to admit it. No, he doesn't need to go down there. He'll be fine. Just like anything else in life. Oh, he's fine. He doesn't need tutoring. He's a smart boy. Well, ma'am, he spells his name wrong on tests. And if being dumb was a crime, your son would be in jail. What the hell are you talking about? The kid needs tutoring. A lot of stuff. A lot of stuff in life you don't want to admit. No, 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 no. It'll be fine. Like Grayson Rodriguez. It'll be fine. He doesn't need to go to AAA. Look, watching him pitch, it seemed as if batters knew when he be knew after he threw a curveball, if it was off the plate and it wasn't working, they just sit on his fastball. And you know, they just wait for him to throw that fastball right down the plate. And boy, when those <laughs> that 99 fastball down the plate would meet with the bat, goodbye. That ball would take off. Now, Grayson was throwing heat. And he was proving at times that he can get major league batters out. There was no doubt about that. I think he has 57 strikeouts this season. But something was starting to crumble, and it wasn't getting any better. I don't know if he's tipping pitches, confidence in the shitter. No, confidence and head games can fuck you up in anything. Once your confidence is all gone and your head just starts messing with you, that's it. I mean, look, job interviews. You go into a job interview thinking you're not going to get it. There's no way I'm over my head. You're going to probably walk in, sound like a moron, leave, and not get the job. Same thing as erectile dysfunction. I don't believe there's such a thing. I think it's in your head, and it fucks with you, and that's it. It's all a head game, or you're addicted to porn. But either way, my point is... Is once those head games start trucking along, oh, man, that'll ruin your shit fast. And it gets worse every day. Now, Rodriguez, he allowed eight earned runs and nine total Friday night, three and third innings against Texas. Not a good outing for Grayson. And I know a lot of fans that night were upset with Mateo. He botched an easy double play, would have ended the inning. The Orioles would have only been down five to one. But look, that's sports. That's baseball. That shit happens all the time. Errors are made. Outfielders drop the third out. And then the pitcher's got to get his head back in the game. It's just part of baseball. But the very next pitch, he just throws a floater right over the right over the plate. Boom. Gone. Grand slam. Nine to one. That was it. No, <laughs> I didn't hear any booing. I think Dan Connolly tweeted out and said, well, there's no booing this time. <laughs> so no booing to Grayson. So he heads down to AAA, and in the month of April, 
things seem okay. 4.07 ERA. He had five starts. But then May came around. A lot of Orioles. Well, I shouldn't say a lot, but a couple of Orioles do not like the month of May. Grayson being one of them because in his five starts in May, 11.14 ERA. And a lot of us are saying, hey, can't wait. He's going to work on some shit. He'll be back better than ever. Here comes our ace. <laughs> but Willie, I'm sorry. Negative Nate's coming out of the cage. But being an Orioles fan, we have a ton of PTSD with pitchers that were supposed to be an ace. The past 15, 20 years, it's a long list. Long list of these pitchers coming up through the system. Oh, yeah, here he is. This is going to be the guy. This is going to be the Mike Mussina that we've been waiting for. <laughs> Shit the bed. Off he went. So when we see a guy like Grayson, that's why I think a lot of us were going, no, 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 no. He doesn't need to go to AAA. He'll be fine. He'll be fine, right? He'll be fine. <laughs> it's like, are you going to be fine? Through 10 starts in his rookie season, 45 innings, he had 57 hits, 38 runs, 37 earned runs, 21 walks, 56 strikeouts, which again, you know, that's a sign that he can hang for sure. Just needs to figure his shit out. 13 home runs, again, with a 735 ERA. So let's light a candle for Grayson. <laughs> Hope that boy comes back. Because my God. Again, PTSD with these Orioles pitchers coming up through the system. Supposed to be the number one ace. Here we are. Here we are again. Being like, man, what's going on? But he's young. He's got the stuff. We'll see him again. Again, the month of May. Uh, 14 and 10. Like I was saying earlier, this is supposed to be a brutal month. They're going to be exposed. Are they? Orioles won five of six on their road trip. Toronto, then New York. Swept Toronto. Then took two or three from New York. Almost swept them. Bautista, oh, you just hung the splitter against Judge. And every time Judge does something like that, it makes me just extremely nauseous. I want to throw up everywhere. Not because it's the Yankees. Not because it's the bottom of the ninth and you blew it. It's just any time Aaron Judge does something like that, oh, my God, you can't escape it. Oh, you know, I want to turn on uh, Discovery Channel just to get away. Nope, breaking news. Aaron Judge, look what he did. But shit, if that closed out, Orioles, six for six, the road trip, Toronto and New York. Are you kidding me? And come on, let's give a round of applause to Kyle Gibson on that road trip. 2-0. Seven innings pitched against Toronto, seven innings pitched against New York, holding both to a combined one run. Currently, his record is 6-3, three, 382 ERA, 130 whip. It's the first time in a decade, I thought this was crazy, that Kyle Gibson has started against the Yankees and his team won. And he's been around the league a lot. And after that gut-wrenching loss on Tuesday night against New York, oh, God, that whew, took a little bit to uh, fall asleep and take a couple extra melatonin pills <laughs> to go to bed. Yeah, that one hurt. It's just the team that it happened against and the player that did it. Look, I got no beef against Aaron judge. Okay. I've said it before a ton of times on here. I wish he was a dick. So it was really easy to hate him. But it's just, Oh man, I knew it. Th that ball that was floating in to Aaron judge, that ball teacher threw, it felt like it took 10 minutes for the ball to get there. Be it was slow motion. Because I think we all, I think all of Birdland slow motion kicked in because we knew, we knew it. We knew it was about to happen. And Palmer said it a second before, because if you throw that splitter, don't you hang it. 
boom, he hung it. But after that gut-wrenching loss, the Orioles stayed cool, man. This is why they are the real deal. They came out and won the next two. And that Wednesday night game, the next game after the uh, blown loss, I'll admit, I threw a little mini tantrum. And the Orioles are down 5-1 to one going in the seventh inning. I just hate watching New York fans celebrate the music. Oh, the, the great vibes in Bronx Stadium. I told my wife, I'd just turn it for a little bit. I, I don't want to watch this anymore. You know, just turn it back in a couple minutes. <laughs> but the eight-run inning was just amazing. Oh, my God. Wonderful. And I love it. Oh, do I love when uh, Yankee Stadium, they start booing. Oh, it's a, just an orgasmic sound. I love it. But of course, the Orioles wind up scoring eight runs in the top of the seventh. Oh, my God. Just beautiful. And that was what? Since 2021. See, I think that, yeah, they, the eight was the largest Orioles since they scored nine in the eighth inning. It's right. September 8th, 2021 versus Kansas City. Now, Elias Sports Bureau, uh, they stated that the Orioles' eight-run eight seventh inning was tied for the largest inning at the Yankees in team history, matching a third inning from the 1989 team. So, again, this is why the Orioles are the real deal. Just a gut-wrenching loss in New York. And, again, New York's fighting. They're clawing. They're, uh, they're third place in the division. If the, uh, again, I hate this saying, if the uh, playoffs stopped right now, they would not be in the playoffs. I've also was reminded that Aaron Boone is such a whiny piece of turd. My God. There is a five-year-old little kid trapped inside that body. He just whines and pouts. He's already been ejected 30 times this season. Get your shit together. And I apologize. I'm so sorry. I know a lot of Yankee fans tune into this podcast. If the playoffs started today, the Yankees would be number three wild card. So it would be uh, Orioles, Astros, and Yankees. And then, of course, uh, the AL leaders, the uh, Rays, Rangers, and Minnesota. But my God, Aaron Boone, he's just a whiny turd. Everything annoys him, just bothers him. <laughs> he's got to argue about everything, and I love it. And, of course, he gets tossed. Playing the, uh, what was that? Was I think it was Thursday he gets tossed, right? Yeah. And you're not going to hear me say this probably ever, but I don't blame Boone arguing of why he got tossed out because the umpire behind the plate that night was just awful, just terrible. His strike zone was shit. So when Aaron Boone goes out yelling, it's like, yeah, no shit. The umpire tonight is just awful. So again, Orioles go sweep Toronto, two out of three against New York. And uh, come home, they're playing the Rangers. So far, the Rangers, they don't give a flying shit how hot the Orioles are. Rough series so far, 0 for 2. And uh, 92% of the Orioles games this year uh, before the 12-2 loss had been decided by four runs or fewer. Now, these Rangers bats are so goddamn irritating to watch. They, they It's like every hit. So I was saying on Twitter, it sounds like a cannon's going off every time they hit the ball. It's like they miss a home run for, by about 10 steps. They're always finding a hold in the infield to get a base hit. They're definitely a different team from earlier in the season for sure. Uh, you know, when the Orioles took two out of three. Man, the Orioles had a wonderful road trip and Texas came in and ruined the weekend. No, they didn't ruin the weekend. But look, Orioles offense, they're having a little tiny slumpy dump. H- Haney. 
uh, who was that? I think that's who pitched Saturday. Yeah, he entered the game with a 9.51 ERA. And the Orioles faced him on April 4th. He allowed seven runs in two and two-third innings against the Orioles in Texas. Obviously, the Orioles won that game. Now, Saturday, he went seven innings pitched and only one earned run. But that's baseball, folks. Shit's going to happen. It's a long season. Again, look at the Blue Jays in the race, 20-1. to But right now, again, winning record, 33-19. and We're going into June. Now, Elias, now come on, buddy. Spend a little bit of that money. Maybe get a bat. Maybe get an arm. Please do what you can do. Okay, just want to remind you, Sports Drink Network, sportsdrink.org. It's part of that work I am. Sports, not sports, all the good shit. Head over there, sportsdrink.org. Check out all the good shit that they have to offer for all the listeners, fans, people that tune in. They've got the good shit, sportsdrink.org. All right, uh, email that I want to get to. I want to get to a couple emails. Uh, this guy, his name's Jeff. Um, <laughs> apparently, he wanted to point something out pertaining to uh, the podcast and my show. He says he starts with negative Nate. Enjoy the show. But there's something pretty funny I've noticed about you. Now, when I'm reading that, anytime someone gives you a compliment and they uh, follow it up with but, you're like, oh, no. What happened here? But I don't know. He didn't insult me there. He says something pretty funny. So this is what he says. It's pretty funny about me. He says, it seems that every time we play a team in the East Division, you go on about how they're the worst team and the worst fans. He says, it makes me laugh because I also get reminded each time we play the Blue Jays what a bunch of shit-talking bitches their fans are. Just like you say, every time we play an AL team, we meet, we move them to the top of the list of hated teams and players. Uh, loving this season, loving the humor you bring to the Orioles. I hope we can listen to your podcast talking about the Orioles heading to the playoffs this season. Go O's. That's from Jeff. Jeff, appreciate the email. No, man, I, I'm pretty sure last season I stated that I permanently put the Blue Jays as the worst fan base in baseball. And, uh, you know, a ton of fans from different teams feel the same way. <laughs> but I get what you're saying, man. I Again, appreciate the email, Jeff. I, I know what you mean. It's true. Every time we play someone in the Yale East, oh, they're the worst team. I hate them. Oh, their fans are the worst. But I think over the past couple seasons – the Blue Jays definitely have the number one. Now it's Boston, New York, Tampa. You know, they're, they're kind of leaping back and forth over each other. <laughs> the worst fans and the worst team. But uh, yeah, Jeff, can't deny that. I uh, <laughs> I always go off a little bit anytime we play an AL East team. But for sure, again, the Blue Jays, number one. Absolutely. And speaking of some hate, good Lord, Melanie Newman has called the game the past couple days. <laughs> it's been a shit ton of Melanie Newman hate. I didn't realize there was that many people that wanted nothing to do with listening to Melanie Newman. Now she seems like an absolute sweetheart. I mean, I've, I've talked to people who have met her just a kind hearted, sweet woman who obviously knows the game and sports, but a lot of hate, a lot of hate I'm seeing over the weekend. Some people are saying, Oh, it's because it's a female and, Others saying, no, that's not it. She's just boring and she just puts you to sleep. Um, I, you know, I'm getting texts from people going, man, I, I, I had to turn off the TV. I, I'm just <laughs> putting some music on in the background, watching the game to stay awake. 
look, okay, we're spoiled watching Kevin Brown and Ben McDonald. And I, I will agree with that when Jim Palmer and Melanie are together. I got to agree with that, that it doesn't bring that exciting vibe. It doesn't keep you going. There are some times where I could probably count on both hands of just dead silence on the TV. So if you're sleepy and you're like, ah, I might take a nap, but let me watch the Orioles game. Yeah, when it's Melanie and Palmer, who I love listening to, Jim Palmer, but when they're together, I don't know. I think we're just used to the Kevin Brown and Ben McDonald show. You know, uh, the only thing <laughs> we'll say when Melanie Newman says, Ramon Urias. It's like Ramon. It's like, okay. Okay. All right. I get it. But yeah, I didn't have any beef with uh, Melanie Newman, but I just was like, God damn, a lot of beef. Uh, again, love Palmer, but unless the very sharp, funny Kevin Brown is in that booth next to him to keep it going. Yikes. He sounds sleepy. I know people are like, well, he's old. He's getting old. I don't know. He just <laughs> he just seems a little sleepy if you don't have a guy like Kevin Brown continuing. Ba, 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 ba. I mean, we all, of course, remember uh, Gary Thorne. We're like, man, when he leaves, who's going to fill his shoes? Kevin Brown. God, love that man. Love that man calling the game. But I, I don't know. I just, man, it's like poor Melanie Newman. And then somebody I noticed, uh, uh, what did they say? God damn it. I thought I. Anyway, it's just something. They tagged her in the tweet. And it was this long tweet about, um, you know, shame on all of you for hating on Melanie. And I don't know. Do you really want to do that? Do you want to tag the person who's getting all this heat and remind them like, oh, by the way, this is what everyone's saying. Like they probably know anyway, but I just thought that was unnecessary. I think the person wanted to tag Melanie because they wanted to say, hey, look, Melanie, I'm sticking up for you. But anyway. Enough of talking about Melanie here. Uh, I want to continue on. Again, fullcountchaos at gmail.com. Another email came in from Emma. Uh, she just wanted to chime in on the uh, experience I had at Live Casino. I talked about last week. Saw Jerry Seinfeld. What's with all that? You know, so it was a good, good night. Like I said, went out to dinner, walked around the casino, had a good time. But I was just talking about how cramped the show was in Live Casino. And Emma wanted to chime in. She says, I completely get what you're saying about the live casino shows being so fucking cramped. She says, we saw a comedian there a couple months ago, and it was the longest two hours of my life. She said it was stuffy, and the woman sitting next to me had terrible breath and talked the entire show. She said, you're exactly right. Those seats made you feel like you were literally sharing a seat with three people. She says, we couldn't see anything and could barely hear the comedian. We submitted a one-star review on their website, and all we received was an email saying sorry and listing all the new shows and dates coming up. Never again. Yeah, here you go. We're so sorry for your experience, but please come back again, and here's all the new dates. I actually uh, saw somebody was venting, I think it was on Instagram about the same situation and live casino actually wrote back to them and gave them free tickets to a show. Obviously I'm sure they had to prove their, uh, paste, um, uh, ticket stubs and everything. But every now and then, if you share your frustration with those places, they will take care of you. But Emma, I appreciate it. Yeah. That that's basically how it was. It was stuffy. Felt like exactly that you're sharing one seat with three people. Cause the seats were tiny. I don't know. I would, do it again. 
Uh, but if I did, I'd, I'd spend that extra dollar to get the better seats. I mean, you always get what you pay for with stuff like that. But Emma wanted to share that she knew exactly what I was talking about. All right. Um, something I did want to do, I because, I, again, uh, Kramer, Dean Kramer, tunes into the show all the time. He always writes in. He always likes to share his experiences at Camden Yards as well. But uh, I wanted to give him some credit, all right, because I, I've talked a lot of shit about him. I have zero confidence um, every time I would see him pitch, I'd just roll my eyes and be like, oh, my God, this is going to be a long night of watching baseball. So I just want to personally say, Dean, I'm sorry, man. I apologize. Currently, 5-2 and two record with a 458 ERA. His last three outings, he's pitched in the sixth and the seventh, giving up no more than three runs. Now, Saturday, he's pitching against, like, the best offensive baseball. I think the, the Rangers, they, they scored like 167 runs in five games before seeing the Orioles. So their offense is just an absolute mess right now trying to pitch against. And he holds them to two runs. And again, they're like scoring an average of 16 runs a game or some shit like that. But right now when Kramer and Irvin are pitching, I feel like we have an excellent chance of winning. I mean, Kramer to me right now is almost feeling like, hey, he's the ace when he's pitching. Orioles have a chance, but my God, they just would not score any runs for him Saturday against Texas. Now, pitching against the Rangers on Saturday, that's his last start for the month of May, and he's finishing the month with a 245 ERA. The reason that's impressive is because in April, he finished with a 667 ERA, and that's when I was talking all sorts of shit about him. Oh, send him down a triple A. So I personally apologize to Dean Kramer again. He tunes in every now and then. He enjoys the show, so I wanted to say sorry. Um, you know, and he's pitching against not only the batters, but the umps. I just, oh my God, I, these past couple months, it feels like the umps are just completely shit in the bed. That Saturday game against Toronto, it was a 92% accuracy. And I, I've said it a million times on here. I am all for radar. Please bring the strike zone radar to the major leagues. Please. I don't know why people still have the argument of they want they still want the human element. They need the human element in the game. I couldn't give a shit about the human element. Get the balls and strikes right. It's so fucked up that these umpires get to choose their own strike zone. But again, I've, I've gone over it 100 times on this show. But just Toronto, that game, oh my God, it was horrendous. So there's something I found uh, that's interesting. Since the beginning of the pitch tracking era in 2008, basically all the apps and all the fans can log on and, and see how bad the umpires are doing, uh, they've improved their accuracy in calling balls and strikes every single year. So now it's like, now that we can check your homework and, and call your bullshit, oh, now you're going to start calling balls and strikes. This is a little concerning, a lot concerning. The accuracy has gone from 81% to 92%. Again, once they could see that fans could check their work, they pulled their head out of their ass. So before this started, no, the first year it started, they were like at an 81% accuracy of balls and strikes. That's scary. I mean, think about back 70s, 80s, 90s, before all this shit, how, you know, umps were just getting away with anything and then they the game would be over and off they went. I feel that these umpires, if you're less than 97% behind home plate, you probably shouldn't be back there. And I know they rotate every game. I know how it works. But if your scorecard 
is below 97%. Let's go 96%. All right, 96. Shouldn't be behind the plate. So please, please bring up that radar. My God. I'm just so sick and tired of, of a uh, different strike zone every game. So anyway, that's that. I'd love to hear from you. How do you feel about that? FullCountKS at gmail.com. I don't think we've spoken about that in a while. But this season, these past couple months, man, we've seen some awful umpiring behind the plate. Just shit in the bed. Please hurry with that radar. Figure out the kinks. Get it in the game. Come on. Uh, but anyway, uh, something off topic real quick uh, that I thought was pretty damn funny. It's funny now because, you know, Rock's back on Twitter, but his <laughs> Twitter account got hacked. And whoever hacked it's like, hey, uh, MacBooks for sale. Just head on into my uh, DMs and I'll tell you how you can purchase one. Now, for the first five seconds, I saw that tweet. And I'm like, OK, cool. He might sign them. Maybe something he came across a whole bunch of them. And he's going to, you know, 40% off for fans. But then you see that the comments and the the retweet buttons are all grayed out. And you're like, oh, he got hacked. But I'm just kind of curious. I wonder if anybody actually sent the credit card information and was like, yeah, I'd love one, Rock. And then they realize, oh, fuck. Because <laughs> every now and then they'd be like, all right, two left, you know, five left. All right, three left. All right, two left. Obviously, I'm assuming that's just part of the scam. Gee, Nate, you uh, really cracked that case. But I'm just wondering. I don't know if you know or did did you fall for it and say, hey, Rock, what's up, man? Yeah, I'd love a MacBook. Here's my credit card number. Send it away. So anyway, he got his Twitter back, of course. But <laughs> that was kind of funny. All right. So the Orioles after the Rangers, hopefully they don't get swept. Uh, they have four ga- or three games with the Guardians and they see the Giants, the Brewers, the Royals the Blue Jays, the Cubs. So it doesn't seem as brutal as May. And I'm kind of stoked. I'm going to the uh, June 10th Saturday game. I think they're giving out the uh, Adley bobblehead. Is it some like uh, Captain America bobblehead night or something? Uh, my buddy who I have the season tickets with, he can't go, but I'm going. And I'm going to get us the bobblehead. You, you got to give me the bobblehead. I'm not a big bobblehead guy. Uh, I have a couple, but not because I bought them or not because I brought them home from the game. It's either stocking stuffers of Christmas or, I don't know, some sort of gift. Not a bobblehead guy, but this one, for some reason, I don't know. I think I might bring home with me and then uh, sell it on eBay for about 300 bucks. No, I'm kidding. Obviously, we'll hold on to it. But I want to hear from you guys. Fullcountchaos at gmail.com. Again, how are you enjoying the season? How do you feel about the month of June? We all thought month of May was going to be a horror story, but month of June doesn't seem so bad, but you just never know. And were you one of the folks trying to get a MacBook from Rock? Always want to hear from you. Full count chaos at gmail.com. Till next time. See you.